Support for Veterans Corner on Veterans Corner Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Hello and welcome to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts, information for and about veterans. For this edition of the podcast, host Bill Hodges sits down with Colonel David K. Dunning, newly named director of the James A. Haley VA Hospital in Tampa, Florida. Colonel Dunning is the new director of what will be one of the top 10 VA hospitals in the country when the new medical tower comes online early in 2022. He discusses what will be some of his early priorities as he becomes familiar with his new position. Bill has made it one of his goals during 2022 to interview as many of the top VA hospital directors as he can get to get their combined take on what is important to veterans care. Here now is Bill Hodges with Veterans Corner Radio on Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. And with every Veterans Corner Radio, I tell you, be sure to have a paper and pencil handy because there may be phone numbers, websites, information you're going to want to write down. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, you can always go back and get it from there. But in otherwise, have a paper and pencil. If there's somebody else in the house, bring them in and have them listen too. Because so many times a veteran will die and the spouse has no idea what to do. They haven't got the information. So we want to be sure that you and the spouse has the proper information. I've got a special guest with me today, a man that I'm looking forward to creating as a friendship. He's Colonel David K. Dunning, who is now Director Dunning of the James A. Haley Veterans Hospital. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate you having me on. It's going to be an interesting ride. You're brand new in here. You've got some thoughts on what you should do as far as coming in as a new manager of a facility. Right. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I, I bring my military background with me and uh, military leaders were pretty much taught that you you take your first 60 days to do an evaluation of, of the organization you're coming into so that you give it a proper view because you really don't get that in the first few days because we, you know, you pretty much fi- spend the first 30 days trying to find the bathroom. And so, <laughs> so, you know, I'm-, I'm uh, No executive bathroom for you over there? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm I'm about five weeks in right now, so I've got about three more weeks before uh, before I end that 60 days. But I can tell you that the one focus that I'm really hot on that that I already know we're going to continue to push is this expansion of services and the the uh, expansion and building of new uh, outpatient clinics, consolidation of outpatient clinics, such as we're doing in Newport Ritchie, uh, Zephyr Hills, uh, Lakeland, and on the main campus, because that's really as a, as a really fast growing market. For veterans, that's really what we got to do to keep up. We got to, and we're going to push services out there, not just primary care. You're going to be pushing podiatry. We're going to have all our radiological services out at most of those. So that 
that really is the thing that's hit me hard here first was just that need to continue what's been a great start and push that primary care out into the community so you don't have to all travel down to the James A. Haley because, you know, it's not always convenient to get here. It, we don't always have parking. And, and so that's what I, that's kind of what I'm hitting do. all my questions. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. Uh, well, you know, I, I, I was facetious when I talked about, you know, not finding the bathroom yet, because I've really been, I've been looking around. I've already been on our spinal cord injury. Uh, I've already been looking at, at our ED pretty hard. And so that's the first thing I want to focus on is getting that, those services out into the community closer to the veteran so they can access it. Let's talk a little bit about your military background. You're, you're a full colonel. Yes, and sir. you were in the military for 30 years. I understand during that 30 years, you had 19 moves. Is, is your wife happy now with Tampa? Well, she's informed me that this is our forever home. She's not moving again. I can move, but she's not going to. I pretty much got her inculcated into the, uh, into the theory that we're never going to live above I-10 again. Because I, you know, I lived in upstate New York for eight years when I was a teenager. And if I never see another uh, snowflake in person in my life, I'll be a very happy man. I'm with you on that completely. Where are some of the places that you served and things that you did? Okay, well, early on, we set the tone. I was uh, assigned to the 101st Airborne Division, um, where I I spent uh, two years in an infantry battalion as a medical platoon leader. And then I spent other time at division level. And during that time, I, I deployed to Desert Storm. So that was my first combat tour I was, uh, I was assigned to or attached to as our medical company was attached to 2nd Brigade in the 101st. So that, that kind of set my baseline early. From there, you know, I, I served a couple of tours in Germany. I've served uh, about three tours at Fort St. Houston. Um, I've got another combat tour later on when I was a lieutenant colonel uh, with 28th Cash, where I was a deputy commander for admin for the, for the combat support hospital in the Green Zone in Baghdad for 15 months during the wow. surge. So. You know, that, that kind of sets the tone. And in between there, I was an advisor to the Saudi Arabian National Guard. So three tours <laughs> over in the, in the desert. And that, that was the tour I met my wife. She was, a, she was a contractor in the Royal Hospital. She's a NICU nurse. Neonatal oh, really? Care nurse, yes. So whenever I have a clinical issue and I don't want to ask somebody and sound stupid, I sort of whisper it in her ear and she gives me the best answer she can. So, you know, I've got that private advisor in my ear. You know, the interesting thing I saw here, you interned at Walter Reed. I did. And interning there, you're not really different than a whole lot of doctors out there who owe their career to the VA and to the training they got at the VA hospital, like a lot of our USF people coming over right now. And people literally coming all over the world to come and work at Haley. That's true. You know, and, and I was uh, very um, blessed. To intern at the old Walter Reed. It's not the not the one that we've uh, renamed it uh, Nesda Bethesda. It was the old Walter Reed. My wife and I got married at the uh, at the chapel there. With oh, their really? Grand, their grand pipe, hundred year old pipe organ and all that. It, it was uh yeah. So we got married there. So in, in addition to that, though, I've also commanded, which is the uh, same as a director, two hospitals. I commanded the a small community level hospital at Fort Polk, Louisiana, and then. Uh, uh, later on, my last real tour in the Army, I commanded Triple Army Medical Center in Hawaii. And in between the two, I did what some consider my specialty. I was the uh, comptroller to the Surgeon General of the Army and controlled all Army medicine uh, money worldwide, about $13 billion worth. Well, that's interesting. I used to do a lot of consulting up at Fort Ben Harrison. Mm -hmm. 
which was the command headquarters at the time for Army Money. And I just did an interview this past week with Mr. Tapp, who is the financial officer for the VA. And you have some pretty healthy degrees, too. You have two masters, correct? Yes, sir. I, I have a master's from uh, the University of Missouri, Kansas City, from the Block School. H&R Block is the, uh, is the company that stood that up in Kansas City. So I have a master's in public administration with a concentration in comptrollership. And then uh, later on, I was given the gift by the Army of getting to go to the uh, War College. And as part of that, I got my master's in strategic studies. I've really been blessed by the Army. I, you know, they, they paid for a bachelor's degree. They paid for two master's degrees. And they sent me to Hawaii for two years. So I've, I've been pretty blessed. Well, you know, I have a granddaughter who couldn't find a job after she graduated at the top of her class from uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. That's where Spielberg sent his son, but couldn't find a job. And I said, you know, look at the Army. Right. She did. And in her five years, they paid off all of her college expenses. They ended up sending her off to Russian classes at Monterey. She got a degree in Russian and then met her husband there. They both went to Port Gordon. And at the result was they both went and got their master's degrees before they finished up their time. And he stayed in. He's now a lieutenant. But the military is a wonderful place for young people to go. And, and uh, you know, I'll share with people. I'll, I'll put my plug in. That's not an unusual experience for young folks to come in and get those because, uh, all the services invest in their human capital. All the services provide opportunities. And, you know, in this day and age, when people are struggling to pay off their college loans, it's a great opportunity. So now I flip to the VA. We also have some of those programs where we pay off student loans. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, sir. And we can have that at, at a different conversation. I can come on and we can talk about that when I, I become it. much more when I become much more knowledgeable about that. But we have programs that we do, especially in, in specialties that we're struggling. And, and so uh, it, it's great. But there's some great programs out there to help people get back on their feet, even after they we, we pay back loans. Uh, but we also send people in the military side, we send them directly before they have to pay back loans. So that's my plug. Well, I, and it's a good one. I was wondering, do you feel a special connection with the vets that come back now? You actually served in combat. You were in combat areas, you saw people bleeding and cut and blinded, and now they're coming back here for help. At that time, you were sending them back here, but now you've got them. Yes, I do feel that connection. I do feel like I can stop and you know talk to them. So here's one for you. I'll give you a, a really special story for me. It wasn't somebody who came back from Iraq. It was a World War II Pearl Harbor survivor. And so Prior to this, I was the director of the VA in Memphis for four and a half years. And so one day they came, or my, my PAO came down to me and said, hey, you know, there's a Pearl Harbor survivor who's an inpatient upstairs. And uh, I said, great, I want to go meet that person. And so I, I went to meet that person and we had served in the same areas, you know, 50, 60 years apart, sure. you know, 70 years apart. But because I knew some of the areas and we were able to talk, he actually told some stories to me sitting there that he never told his family. And they were behind me when we were talking and they were really ecstatic. They got to hear some of these stories because he had never told them. And that's kind of the thing. It, it, when you walk into the room, the vet knows there's somebody who's been done and seen like they have. And so they talk to you. And they actually asked if I come back up and talk to him some more. So he'd tell me some more stories. <laughs> so they'd have something. 
because he was, he was at the time 96 years old. And, and so, you know, I, I felt really special that he told me these stories, but they felt even more special <laughs> to hear him. It is. He felt comfortable that you would understand the story. And that's an important thing for our vets is people feeling they are being treated by people who understand. That's one of the things I'm, I'm deathly against is privatizing the VA because our doctors know us. They know us as veterans. They know the kind of things we've faced and done. That's where the VA is so special. And I'll, I'll second that. And in fact, I'll second it with, um, with telling you that I get all of my health care through the VA. So I, I trust the system enough that I get my care here. You know, like I said before we went on the air, my wife is constantly asking, is there any way that I can get into the VA because of the care you get? And I have to tell her, no, she gets champ VA, but she can't come into the system because we don't have space here. And let's move to space. So high clinic down in Riverview. Right. And there's always a conversation of whether it's called so high or Riverview clinic. But so I usually use both terms right now. If you're a vet, you can't get in there. It's locked down. George Denby, who runs it down there, has done a fabulous job. Great guy. Dr. Mossop. <laughs> I was talking to her. She had to give up her office so that they could put another doctor in. And she's moving around a little cart. But it's fabulous. But we also, and by the way, just as a matter of fact, I was the MC for the opening of that facility a couple of years ago. I love it. I fortunately go. And we, of course, have piped that a lot of people should go and they took our word for it and they're happy. What are we going to do about this overcrowding on some of these things? Of course, you've got a county here with 104,000 vets in it right here in this county, let alone the ones surrounding it. Right. So let's go back to what I talked about before, that that priority that I'm already noticing. And that's the the pushing out into the communities. And that's the exact answer uh, that we need. You're right. Um, Most of our clinics are full at this point in time. And most of it at this time is actually space. Uh, Although... All healthcare struggles to get primary care providers in there because that's that's a nationwide issue. That's not a VA issue. That's a nationwide issue. Oh yes. So that's the answer. We continue to expand our services. We continue to uh, to push out there. Now I don't have the specifics on so high, but I can tell you a little bit about Lakeland. What's coming next? That's an, another one's coming where we're going to expand a clinic that's uh, a primary care clinic. It's about twenty thousand people, and we're going to combine it with the mental health clinic and some specialties. And sometime, I think it's going to open in 2023. So we're going to, uh, sometime in the spring, we're going to do some groundbreaking on that. But we're going to a facility that's 112,000 square feet. And, and so at Newport Ritchie, same thing. Uh, we expect that we'll have that clinic open right now, end of summer, early fall for what's being built up there right now. And that'll be an incredible upgrade. Director Dunning, I've really enjoyed this and, and so much that I've run out of time. Is there any last comment that you'd like to make? And of course, the door is always open to you. Well, I would like to make this comment. I'm very happy to be here. I chose to be here. My wife and I chose to be here. And so we want to become part and parcel of this community. And by enabled to do that, I need to make sure that uh, that the VA is, is the highest quality. And this is a great place. It's already there, but we can always get better. But come see us. Come let us provide your care. We won't disappoint. 
I'd love to have lunch with you someday and just talk about these things. And of course, invite you out to the organizations. We've got a great chapter of MOWW. We've got a great chapter of MOAA. We've got a good Legion chapter. Our DAV chapter is strong. And I know they'd all love to see you. So maybe one of these days we can get you out there. Yes, sir. I'd, I'd, I'd be honored. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Bill Hodges, and this has been Veterans Corner Radio. Today, we've been talking with Director David K. Dunning, the new director of James A. Haley Veterans Hospital. And thank you so much for being on the program with me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. We'll have you back as soon as possible. I'm Bill Hodges. You're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often because you are, you know. And we'll talk to you again very soon on Veterans Corner Radio. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner. Before we go, here's a quick final thought. Why not take a minute to follow or mark Veterans Corner Radio podcasts as a favorite? It's easy, and you'll be among the first to be notified when new episodes of the podcast are released. And thanks for listening to Veterans Corner Radio Podcasts.